We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. On today's episode of the Pride Podcast, we have our three-round mock draft 2.0. We're going to go through all three rounds and we're all going to select a player who we think that could best fit the Detroit Lions team. All in episode 177 of the Pride Podcast. Yo, what's going on guys? Welcome back to the Prize Podcast episode 177 on the Blue Wire Network. I am your host, Tyler, joined by my two guys, as always, Malcolm Pierre. How are you boys doing tonight? Woo! Man, I am good. It's finally starting to get warm here, Tyler. You know, uh, chilling, nice weather. It's nice, bro, but it, it is allergy season. That, that's what sucks, but we're good. Draft is almost here, so it's exciting. Yes, sir. How was your boys' Easter? You know, I haven't talked to you guys since Easter. How was your boys' Easter? It was well, for me. It was good. I mean, I spent time with the kids. Did some Easter egg hunt. Okay. And yeah. What was the What was the best like thing in the Easter eggs? Like, did you have a five dollar bill, a dollar bill? Yeah, we had the golden egg. The golden we, egg. Yeah. We had we did the golden egg. So my daughter found it. And she was super happy. But I got you. Okay. Yeah. All right. Since you guys really liked the last episode where we did a three round mock draft. We decided to do another one. We went to uh-huh. another three-round mock draft of, you know, obviously draft season's coming up. So we have to talk some talk about some more prospects. And then going into the draft season, you know, obviously the draft, I believe, is only like 20 more days away, maybe a little more than that, like 21, 20 more days left. So not a lot of days left. So our plan is to do this three-round yeah. mock draft, and then we're going to do some positional breakdowns on the draft class. So we'll talk about every single position that's available or at least how many we could do before the draft. We're going to try to knock down all those positions if possible before the draft. So stay tuned for that. we got a lot of work to do, but let's get into this three-round mock draft. This is going to be a lot of fun. I think this is going to be a little different from last time. At least mine is. I try to keep it a, little, a lot different from what we said last time. So let's get right into it. I'm going to kick it off to Pierre with pick number seven. Again, no trades. So pick number seven, Commissioner. What do we got? I traded up, but no, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I took... Uh... 
I took your boy, Tyler, Trey Lance at number seven. He was there. Um, mm. Mac Jones, I believe, went three to the Niners. And then Fields, I believe, went fourth to the Falcons, if I remember correctly. So I took Trey Lance. Jalen Waddle was there. Chase was off the board. I went with Lance. Yeah. I, what I want you to do, Pierre, I want you to plead your case on why Detroit should get a quarterback this year. Because Pierre doesn't think that Jared Goff is a franchise quarterback. That, that, it has to be more than just what Pierre thinks. Like, like what's going like, on? Like, 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 okay, 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 I'll get you. What does Trey Lance offer you? Trey Lance has a super high ceiling, strong arm, mobile. Um, he could. He's a dual threat, bro. I think his ceiling, and Tyler actually got me to watch uh, Trey Lance when you watch him. You could see Josh Allen's ceiling. Like, same that's body. his, if, if he reaches that ceiling, bro, and you have that in this division, think about it. Aaron Rodgers is getting old. Kirk Cousins is Kirk Cousins. Who the hell knows what Chicago is going to do? If Trey Lance develops into a great quarterback, you're going to be running that division for a while. Yeah, and, mm-hmm. and Trey Lance has that same body build as Josh Allen. I've been saying this for a while. And I believe it was a scout that texted Daniel Jeremiah the same thing as well. It's like he sees the same build. And Trey Lance, as he sees in Josh Allen, you know, they both got the big arm. I think Trey Lance is even better mobility than Josh Allen. And Josh Allen can move in the pocket pretty well, too. And I think Trey Lance is even better in the pocket as far as, you know, mobility. And, you know, he's a little smaller than Allen, but not much. I, I like believe it's only like a 10 or 15-pound difference. But overall, it's a very similar body frame. They're both very tall, you know, young quarterbacks coming from smaller schools. Josh Allen was a Wyoming kid. This guy's North Dakota State, so I mean, Trey Lance is my quarterback too. I think he has the highest ceiling outside of Trevor Lawrence for the quarterbacks in this this class. Another thing is, this guy doesn't need to start right away. You have Jared Goff; he could sit a year or two behind Goff, and then you hand him the keys when he's ready. Yeah, I mean, if you don't think Jared Goff is the franchise quarterback, and I'm in the same boat as you, and I know Malcolm's in a different boat. He's more of a wait and see. Let's see what we got in Goff, and then we could open up the quarterback conversation if it's needed. But um, I, I think this guy has all the tools to be a superstar. And I know that's bold. I mean, it's, it's a draft prospect at the end of the day, and there's always those guys every single year. But this guy has the perfect body and perfect like frame for what I'm looking for in a quarterback to succeed. I, I just The only like tough thing for me with Lance is obviously the experience of playing because he obviously hasn't played that much, only play, has one full season really under his belt and only played, what, one or two games in 2020. So there's not really much... You know, you're basing off game experience with Lance. You're you're really basing off the build you're getting with Trey Lance and what, what you think the upside's with Lance, which makes it really risky because, you know, obviously he didn't play at a big school and doesn't really have much experience. So it is a very risky pick. But if all things go well, I think you're looking at a very, very good quarterback and kind of just like Josh Allen, he was kind of the same boat, you know, a guy that, you know, wasn't playing the best competition and people doubted that. Buffalo got the best out of him, and now they look like they've got their franchise quarterback locked for you know a very long time. And I think Buffalo is really happy with Josh Allen. And I think you know whoever ends up getting Trey Lance, and if that ends up being Detroit, I think there's a perfect situation for Det- where Detroit could have a plan for him. So I'd be very happy with that pick. Yeah, Josh Allen just has I think Josh Allen just has a different type of arm arm strength than than, than Lance. His, his arm strength is just probably probably one of the, probably one of the um as far as I say like arm strength. He has to be like top two, top three. Lance is up there too, bro. Like he's not. That's his arm. That's his arm. But shit, I mean, I think Josh Allen's arm might be stronger than Stafford's, bro. If we're going by like the air ball, just like. Like velocity. Yeah. Yeah. 
I think if we're going by length, I think Allen has it. But if we're going like speed and velocity, I think Lance got to, got got it over you know a guy like Stafford or I think he's comparable to Stafford with the velocity. But if we're comparing him and Josh Allen, I think Lance has more of a velocity velocity with the speed in the ball, and where Allen has more air in the ball. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, but, that's, that's a good pick, Trey Lance. All right. Yeah, uh, I, I'd be super excited. I'd be doing backflips right now if we got Trey Lance. Me too, and I'd probably break my neck. But it's I'll be, I'll be, I'll be kind of pissed for like a couple seconds, but I'll be, I'll be fine. <laughs> and then you, I'm, I'm going to be, I'm going to be pissed. I'm, I'm, I'm just joking I, because this is the way I feel. I trust, I trust the staff. I trust Bob, Cam- uh, Dan Campbell. And I, tr- I trust, I uh, trust Brad Holmes. You almost said Did you just almost called Bob Quinn. I almost because I'm so used to saying fucking Bob <laughs> Quinn. Um, so yeah, I, I trust these guys. So. Wherever direction they're going is the direction I'm going. So this is what I this is what I feel. If we don't draft a quarterback round one, they're telling me that they, they that they believe in in Jared Goff. If they do that, shit, I feel or, the same way. Like these guys, like maybe a team could jump up ahead of Detroit and pick up Lance or Field or whoever's on the board, right? Maybe like those guys could be gone and yeah. But you can't really go wrong because I mean you have good receivers, you have good linemen, and you have good quarterbacks. You can't really go wrong at pick seven. Yeah, I mean, it just if you value other positions more, like right. me, like me personally, I, I think you could personally go wrong with a, a receiver personally at seven, just because I think there's bigger positional needs at that spot. But if we're going as far as a prospect and a player wise, no, I don't think you can go wrong at seven. I mean, this is the way I feel as far as receivers. This is a lot of people feel different, but it depends on it. Just depends on how you feel about it. If you're yeah. looking for a guy who to come in right away and, and 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 impact your team right away, who's more likely to do that? Speaking of that, a receiver. At number, at uh, like number if, if one. Have, yeah, well, I'm saying that like, if you get a receiver, most more than likely, yeah. Who you know, if you're looking for a guy and they got to come in right away, impact the team, a Jeff, uh, Jefferson type season, you get a receiver. You know, those guys can impact your team right away. So that's why I'm not against it. You know, but yeah. it, it all depends on how you feel about it. Yeah, okay. I, I look more at the upside than more than anything than just the immediate product, if that makes sense. So, like, I if I, I think if I can get an offensive lineman or quarterback who could end up being more crucial to my team down the line, I'll take that over a receiver at pick seven. That's me personally. That, that's, that's fair. It is, yeah. It's fair. Yeah, and again, uh, yeah, it all depends on his preference. Preference. Speaking of wide receivers, I took Elijah Moore at number 41. He's a slot guy, 5'9", 4'3", 4'3", speed. You know, I want to have an explosive offense. Well, damn. And, this, and it seems like the Lions want an explosive offense too. They recently met with Kadarius Tony. They met with Anthony Schwartz. Um, so signed Perriman. Signed Perriman. Uh, signed the kid that was well, Khalif Raymond. Raymond. Yeah, thank you. So all speedy guys. Well, well, damn. I mean, Pierre just took all my lightning. I was going to go, you know, around the table, and then we'll get to forty-one. But okay, I mean, you guys already know. Uh, Pierre took Elijah Moore at forty-one. <laughs> oh, my bad. <laughs> That's fine. Whatever. We'll kick it all off right. to Malcolm. Malcolm, pick number seven. Who do you got here? So, round one, my draft just went. You know, I did my draft with the draft network, um, draft simulator. And shout out Jordan Reed. Yeah, shout out Jordan Reed, man. Um, so it actually went kind of crazy because the first four picks were quarterbacks, and they went receiver and tight end after that. So that left me with no trade with, without trading back. It left me one of the guys who I really want fall right in my lap. Wait, wait, hold up. You said a tight end got picked and a receiver got picked between five and six? Yeah. Oh, my God. You're, yep. you're, you are saying Penny Sewell fell to seven. <laughs> but I'm saying Penny Sewell fell to seven, bro. 
<laughs> Penny Swoop fell to seven, and I immediately grabbed him. That's a guy who I think, you know, he is going to be, if you plug him into a Detroit Lions offensive line, this is a way of you putting a staple on the offensive line. This is yeah. you telling you, this is you telling other teams that, look, we're going to protect your golf, or we're going to run this ball. And, or the future. Hmm. Jared Jared Goff. Goff. <laughs> <laughs> they're, gonna, they're telling Jared Goff we're gonna protect you, and they're telling you know Swift and and and, and Williams that you know you're gonna you're gonna pound this rock. You're gonna and, tell other teams like we're gonna come at you. You better get ready for it too. Yep, and this is a way of us having a I believe a top five O line in the league, and yeah, Pencil is gonna be that guy that will do that. So that's that's the guy who I had fall right to my lap. So yeah, I immediately picked him up. I have a question for uh, for you guys. Are you guys concerned? I know people have. I'm not as concerned, but are you guys concerned that he's never really played right tackle? Like, do you think he could thrive at right tackle? Because the Lions have a left tackle in Taylor Decker. Absolutely. Yeah, I think okay. he, could play, he could play right tackle. And if, yeah, and, me if too. He, and if he fails, kick him inside. He has the perfect length to play inside as well, which I don't even see that coming to that point. But if he does fail outside, kick him inside. I think he'll be all pro <laughs> offensive guard if you want to be all pro offensive guard. But I think he'll be a phenomenal right tackle. He's my second prospect in this whole entire draft. Whole entire draft. I, I could actually see, like, if they draft him, he could start with right tackle. And then as Taylor gets older, as Decker gets older, like into his 30s and Sewell's like in his mid-20s, they can move him to left tackle and then they'll find a right tackle. Like I think, he has, people, for, oh yeah, I think people forget how young Penny Sewell is. He's the same age as me. He's, he's 20 he's, years he's, old, right? He's 20 years old. <laughs> yeah. That guy's so, a beast. Yeah, and hopefully Decker's here forever. I'm not trying to replace Decker, guys. I'm just like saying like potentially in yeah. the future, Decker or Sewell could take that left tackle spot and you can find a right tackle. Kind of like how Man. the Eagles did with St. Johnson, right? He was like left tackle, and then they moved him to the right tackle, or they moved him around. I don't know. I mean, that, that, that's a can't-miss prospect in Penny Sewell. Right. I, I, would, I would also do, be doing backflips for Penny Sewell. There's three guys I'd be doing backflips for. Justin Fields, Penny Sewell, and Trey Lance. And obviously, those are like the semi-realistic guys. It, land any of those three, I'll be doing backflips, and like Peter I'll break my neck as well. So. Yep. <laughs> But oh yeah, the penny soul pick is beautiful. So okay, so at pick forty one, oh man. So after going penny soul round one, I actually stayed on the offensive side of the ball. On pick forty one. Okay. I didn't go with your guy, Elijah 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 Moore. Elijah Moore. Yeah, I didn't mm-hmm. go with him, no. I went with probably his brother, Randall Moore. Rondell Moore. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, this dude is, you know, he, he's, he's fast. And I think he could be, I mean, you miss out Waddle round one. I think this is a guy who could be like a Waddle type player. I said, yeah. if, he, if he was six foot two, this guy would be a top, you're talking about like a round one prospect. If he was six foot two, but he plays like a, he play, he's small, but he plays big. So, yeah, I definitely like that pick, man. I think like if you miss out on Waddle, you have a guy and, and more, and he could be he could be a slot receiver, and that could be a guy. Yeah, Rondo yeah. Moore, Moore is choppy. He's not he doesn't play that five seven size. It's not something you would see in the film. If you saw Rondo Moore, you wouldn't like think he plays this five seven. It's kind of like Jamar Chase, like you know he's technically six one, but like he seems like he's six four or six three when you watch Jamar Chase. Almost the same case with Moore. I wouldn't say he looks six four or six three in the film, but you know he definitely looks a lot bigger than what we see in his Purdue film. The only thing with Rondell Moore that kind of scares me a bit is just the injury concerns. 
uh, because you know he just suddenly missed some games out of nowhere, and it just it was weird, especially in 2020. Like the the media asked, you know, what's wrong with Rondell Moore? Why isn't he playing? He like randomly just missed a couple of games, and the coaches said he's just not playing. Like there was no update. They didn't say it was an injury. Yeah, I've said the injuries in the history, so his, his you know his situation in Purdue was was interesting. But if we're going by just a player, and like I said, I don't know his medical reports because I'm not a doctor. I mean, he's a phenomenal player and has round one talent all over him. Yeah, yeah. I'm a little concerned with his height. Five seven is a little concerning for me. But like Tyler said, he plays bigger, and I believe he had a 42 and a half vertical. <laughs> I mean, this guy is athletic as hell. Yeah, ran a four two nine. Ran a four two nine. His three cone is six six eight, which means he's good at separating as well. So, just the size and the injury is a little concerning for me. Um, he's actually moved down a little on my board. Elijah Moore and Tony have passed him personally, Ooh. but I wouldn't be mad at Rondell Moore. Um, yeah. He's an athletic dude. It's just the injuries and the size scare me. Yeah, Rondell currently ran off such a for me, as wide receiver five, right behind Terrence Marshall. It goes the big three, Terrence Marshall, and then Rondo Moore is right there at five. I think he has round one all over him. If he, if he, I think a team could fall in love with him and pick him round one. Yeah, he fell shocked. a little down my board. But he's still like a second-round guy for me. He's just – I like the other guys. But I do like the pick. I don't love it. I like it, though. Add some speed to that offense, some athleticism. If he gets stay healthy, bro. I mean, this was the guy that was getting wide receiver one hype before the before the college football season. You put him in the slot, man. This is a wrap. Yeah, (laughs) stay healthy. Four two nine speed, forty two nine vertical. Shit. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over three hundred and fifty million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right. Now let's transition to my my two picks, and my my picks are interesting. You know, the first pick is not necessarily something I would do, but I'm just gonna go the BPA approach and what my board was was you know given. You know, Penny Stool was gone, and the quarterbacks were gone, so I went with the best player available. I personally would have either traded back in the scenario, but we're not doing trade backs in this, so I would have personally traded back in the scenario, or taken a Rashawn Slater. I didn't want to choose Rashawn Slater two episodes in a row, so I, I switched it up and I went with this guy. I'm taking Kyle Pitts here at pick seven. Yes. And yes. Kyle Pitts is the best, I think, skilled player in this draft. I mean, this dude's a monster. I mean, if you want to turn on his pro day at Florida, dude's a monster. Turn on the tape in Florida, the dude's a monster. Um, I mean, this guy is phenomenal. And, and, and some people have him as high as, 
you know, is their number two prospect in this whole entire draft, not talking about positional need. And it's deserved because this dude does everything. You could line him up in the slot. You could match him up with two other tight ends. And, you know, if you have the Lions in here, because we're obviously in the Lions podcast, him and TJ Hawkinson would be special. And I'm like, this could be bold, but it could be better than Gronk and Aaron Hernandez. Like, I'm saying that special. I mean, that duo is crazy. I mean, TJ Hawkinson's already proved he could be a top five tight end in his very short career, his two-year career. I think throwing Kyle Pitts in with him, God, I mean, that that is insanity. Um, even Kyle Pitts said himself, I think one of the media asked him, they're like, you know, how would you feel playing with TJ Hawkinson? And I think he said, like, we'll tear up the league or something like that. And he's absolutely right. Um, it would be a lot of fun to watch. He was on my board at pick seven. I selected him. And Again, it's not something I would necessarily do because I told you I, I like an offensive line or a quarterback at this spot or maybe even a Micah Parsons, but yeah, I don't think Kyle Pitts is a bad pick because he's going to be a guy that's going to improve your team definitely. He's going to be an immediate product right away. So if you're looking for that, you're getting that with Kyle Pitts. So it's not a lose in this situation. So Kyle Pitts is my pick here at pick number seven. Yeah, he became he became my favorite player in the draft. Yeah, I mean, a lot, a lot of people love this guy. Oh, my Lord. You're talking about once in a generation type talent. Like this is a guy right here that yeah, you definitely you're probably not gonna see like another Kyle Pitts for like another five or ten years from now. Yeah, I mean he does everything. And you know, people say he's a receiver. No, he's not a receiver, dude. He's what, six six and six, six. <laughs> he's huge. He could block. I mean, dude, he does everything. Like he finishes blocks. He doesn't give up on plays, and that's something that coaches really value, and you know, teams will actually really value. And this guy's gonna go early. I mean, I I could see him very well be gone before pick seven, but he was there on my board, and like I said, it's not just something I would love here, but I, if we're going by just a player in general, I mean, you can't go wrong with Kyle Pitts. He's a phenomenal player. He's a monster. How would you feel about, how, how would you feel about Pitts up here? Yeah, um, Kyle Pitts, I don't think he'll be there at number seven, but in this case, he was, so Tyler took him. He, he's a great player, right? But um, I personally would rather take Waddle. That's just me. But I think Pitts, like with the Lions offense, I think Pitts, though, he's a matchup nightmare. I don't think no safety or linebacker could cover him. Uh, in the red zone, he'd be in- impossible to stop. If he could develop into a better blocker as well, the sky's the limit for him. Yeah, I mean, I would personally take a Pitts over any of these receivers, personally, if we're going to go that route. Because I think he just, like you said, is a mismatch nightmare. And like he, you can't he, go wrong with this guy. You got to go with the Winston generation talent. There's not gonna be another Kyle Pitts in the wall. Yeah, there's, I mean, there's gonna be there's gonna be Waddles every single year. There's gonna be fast ass receivers that come out every single year. There's probably like two or three Waddles in the draft class right now. Well, I'd slow down with that. Um, Waddle is people like don't talk about his route running as much. He's a much better route runner than his teammate from last year, Henry Ruggs. And Ruggs went at I believe a number eleven to the Raiders. 11, if I'm yep. not mistaken. Yep. Yeah. So I think Waddle is actually like a Tyreek Hill. Like, I think he could be that. And there is not Tyreek Hills every year. He's the closest thing to Tyreek Hill we've seen enter the draft, I think. Yeah. So, I know you're making that face, Malcolm, because it's hard comparing a guy to Tyreek Hill. Yeah. But that's personally what I see in him. And if I, I mean, if you want, like, a Darren Waller, that's what uh, Kyle Pitts being compared to, or a Tyreek Hill, it's kind of like choose, like, what you like better. They're both great players. Yeah, no, Ty, or Jalen Waddle, he's really good, too. He was on my board. He was available for me as well, but I overall, overall like Pitts a little bit better than 
than Waddle, so I went with Pitts with this pick. And a lot of people do. I've seen like some draft experts have him like as you like you said as their number two player overall in the draft. Overall, yeah, because he he's a once in a generation type talent that you, you're not gonna see another Kyle Pitts, and I guarantee like another five ten years. The last time yeah. we've seen a Kyle Pitts was Vernon Davis. And I wouldn't was, be what? mad. What year was that? Uh, Vernon Davis went out? Uh, 2004? 2004? Four or five? Shit, I don't know. 2006? I mean, that's how long it's been. That's last time we've seen a, a tight end that looked just as athletic as Kyle yeah, Pitts. As big as him, yeah. Yeah. All right. Transitioning to pick 41. And I was really shocked he was still here, honestly. I think he has the potential to be the number one edge rusher in this whole entire class. And I just don't understand where this decline and why he's falling so crazy. It's Gregory Russo from Miami. I know he's been round two. He was there. I mean, people are really, really low on Gregory Russo for some reason. I don't understand it, honestly. Like, did people forget what he did in 2019 or what he did in 2018? I mean, he's raw. It's because he opted out. He's raw. He opted out. I mean, Dude, this guy was just getting top 10, top 15 discussion a couple yeah. months ago. And if he played the season, I don't see a reason why he wouldn't still be in that conversation because I think he would have had a phenomenal year in Miami alongside with Quincy Roche and Jalen Phillips. I like this guy, man. And at pick 41, I don't necessarily think he needs to be a day one edge rusher. And we don't need him to be a day one edge rusher if he's in the Lions. I mean, if he's there at 41, you could you could develop him. You got guys to play, you know, alongside of him, get majority of the snaps. You got Aquara, you got the Aquaras, you got yeah. Flowers. So, I mean, if if your plans are not, you're not, if you don't have long term plans with Flowers, you could slowly transition to maybe Gregory Russo reaching that potential and being your another edge rusher alongside the Aquara boys. And I think this guy's phenomenal. I think he could be a double just double digit set guy in the NFL. I really do. I think this guy is really good. He has a good build. This is something the NFL teams are going to look at. And I, I really don't see a scenario where this guy is there at 41. If I had to manually pick like the whole NFL mock draft for every team, I would definitely have this guy in round one, probably in the 20s or 25s. I mean, he's special. I mean, he's, I think, my number one edge rusher in this whole class, which I'm not really crazy about this edge rushing class in general. But I think he's my favorite edge rusher in this class just off of pure raw talent. Hey, let me ask you, uh, draft expert guy. What's where that? do you leave? <laughs> Did it, weren't, weren't you the one that said he gained weight in the offseason? Or no, gained? there was there was some you know people thinking that he like since he hasn't played that he could have been you know, lost some weight or something like or he could have gained some weight and just or out of shape or some, something like that. There's some rumor like that. Wasn't in some football shape, but it doesn't seem like that at all. And I mean, at pick 41, I don't think you go wrong. I mean, there's a reason why this guy was getting you know top 10 buzz, top 15 buzz for a reason. I just don't see a scenario where he falls all the way down, all the way that down, because he's a today's NFL edge rusher. It's not like he's slow. He, he is, yeah, he is. Did he have his pro day? Pro day? I didn't, I didn't see it. Have yeah. Miami had their pro day yet? So these are his numbers. I could read them off to you right now. I don't know if they're official numbers. These are not official, but uh, four seven two forty. Um, six, six and a half, 266 pounds, 30 inch vertical, nine, seven broad, um, seven, five, three cone, 20 yard split, two, seven, four, 10 yard split, one, six, four. He's so he, he's a speedy guy. That's solid. Yeah. He's a, but these are unofficial numbers. These are not official numbers. Yeah, so see, I don't some think of the that, numbers could be I don't wrong. think Miami's had their official pro day yet. So we'll see when that actually happens. But let's say he's around that ballpark, around that four, seven speed. I mean, that's. That's fine. I mean, his he plays a lot faster than I think four seven two. When you actually watch Miami too, I mean, he had some good edge rushers alongside of him. But I think he, when they took him out of the equation this year, 
I mean, Quincy Roche, he struggled this year. He straight up struggled this year without Gregory Russo being on the other side of him. So um, I think Russo is that true edge, edge rusher one, and they really miss him in Miami this year. Yeah. yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. He's not my one just because, like, of his raw. And he's also, like, a boomer bust guy. I do love – I love the risk to at 41 if they took him there. I, I'd like the pick, right? But I feel like um, there are other needs kind of. But you have potentially Romeo Aquara, and if Russo develops and Julian Aquara develops, you can never have too many pass rushers, and that would be that would be yeah. fun, man. Maybe a those lot guys of develop, shit. All right, let's transition to pick seventy-two and one hundred and one. This should be interesting. I'm gonna kick it off to Pierre. Who do you got with these two picks? So at seventy-two, I took Pete Warner out of Ohio State. He's six-two, two thirty-eight. Ran a four five eight forty six nine five three cone. So the, the guy is an athletic guy for his size. He's not a special linebacker, but he could do a little of everything. He could cover. He could play the run. And I feel like the value was just too good to pass up at seventy two. Oh yeah, he's a he's a good player. Ohio State. Those Ohio State boys are gonna go early. There's two of them. There's Baron uh, Browning and then um, Pete Warner as well. So those boys are gonna fly off the board. I mean, they had a really good defense this year. So yeah. All right, who'd you have at one hundred one? Um, I took a tackle just because an offensive tackle because uh, um, Tyrell Crosby, he might not be here, he's going to be free agent after this year. And then their backup is the converted defensive uh, lineman. Yeah, Matt, thank you, Matt Nelson. So you got to add some competition in there. And you also have to have like a replacement plan for Tyrell Crosby because they moved Big V to guard. And I like the guy I took is Brady Christensen. He was Zach Wilson's uh, left tackle. And when you watch the tape, he's pretty good. Um, but to transition, I think, to the right side, he's going to need maybe some time because that's where I see him playing for the Lions at least. And you have Terrell Crosby maybe come in and compete with him for that spot. But next year, he should be ready to take that spot from him. And I know you guys are going to say, why do you take all offense and offense and offense? It was just how the board fly. One with BPA. He took one defense. He took Pete Warner, obviously, at 71 yeah. or 72. So- yeah, so just how the board fell, guys. I don't think the Lions are just going to necessarily go over and draft all offense or all defense. I think they lack playmakers and they lack depth at certain positions, so they should just take the best player available. And to me, Christensen, I mean, that's where I have him going, and he was the best player on my on the board for me, so I took him. Fair enough. Nice. All right, I'm going to transition to Malcolm now. Pick 72. Yeah. 101, who you got here? All right, so I went offense round one, offense round two. Um, so I'm actually going to move to the defense side of the ball okay. um, <laughs> round three, and I'm going with yeah. safety, Richie Grant. Woo! I like him. Woo! Yeah, I mean, I like him too. I mean, Richie Grant, senior, I mean, yeah, man, this dude, I mean, he, he could, he's a guy that potentially, you know, we're kind of missing a safety, uh, a safety right now, and who knows, he could kind of come in, and he could probably see if we could plug him in there. And see what he can do. And who knows, you know? His senior bowl was phenomenal. I got to see him live this year in Alabama. He he was standing out to me. Because I didn't really know much about him, honestly, before that. But, you know, after watching him, him and Quinn Miners, those are the two guys. And Quinn Miners is just a different breed because that's just a football player. I love yeah. I, lo- I love those football players. But um, Richie Grant, you know, he was a safety. He was really fun to watch. You know, he, he's that true, that center fielder. I always call him, like, the center fielder, like, the true free safety. Like, you're kind of like... If you're a Lions fan, obviously Clover Quinn's the best example because he played that role perfectly for the Lions. He was that true center fielder. He's a playmaker, ball hawk. That's the type of build you're getting with Richie Grant. I'm not saying Richie Grant is Clover Quinn, but as, as a build style, 
that's what he plays as. You know, he's that center fielder. You know, for my baseball fans, you know, he's Austin Jackson back there. He just roams around. He makes the plays out there, so has the PBUs. That's Richie Grant, and he's a lot of fun. And uh, with the Lions playing split safety, they kind of need two free safeties, right? You need, like, you have Tracy Walker. You kind of need another guy who could play free safety as well. So yeah, I love it, that pick. And yeah. all they have signed this this offseason was uh, they just signed Dean Marlowe from the Bills, and I don't really know much about Dean Marlowe all that much. <laughs> Neither do I, bro. Bills fans loved him. You know, like... You know how Lions fans sort of like Zach Center and George Johnson? Oh, that, that's yeah. how they like. Oh, those guys. He's like one of those guys. He's like productive, uh, not so the he, best, not the worst. He's a solid player. De- Death Beast is what you're saying. Death Beast. Bills fans loved him. Yeah, they loved him. He had Death like beast. he didn't play a lot, but he came and he had like two picks, and he's up like in his limited place. He made plays. Death Beast. Pretty much. That's sweet. But he's better than Will Harris. He's better than Will Harris. I'll tell you that right now. Oh. I mean, I mean that. I mean, I was a Zach Zenner advocate too. I, you know, I was a big Zach Zenner fan. I mean, my favorite player on this freaking team is Don Mulbach. So, I mean, I love his, <laughs> his fan favorite guys. No, like I'm saying, like the Bills, like Bills fans were kind of upset when they lost him. That's they, what they I'm like... saying. No, I mean, I would be. Ups- I was upset when they lost Zenner. I mean, they, I love these guys. I mean, uh, yeah. I, if Dean Marlowe is that guy for me, Dean Marlowe. I mean, he maybe is that guy for me. I mean, I didn't yeah. know. I didn't know that. <laughs> a lot of people didn't understand how much Zach Zenner meant to us. And there were a lot, of, like a lot of people were confused. They're like, "What? You doing a mercy pod on Zach Zenner leaving? <laughs> you damn right, you're doing a <laughs> mercy pod on Zach Zenner. Zach Zenner was important to us." Yeah, uh, I remember Pierre. Yeah, but... He's like, he's like, you know, you guys are really gonna do an emergency pod on Zach Zenner? I'm like, no, God we're damn, damn sure. Right. <laughs> yes, yes, we are. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> no, but what is it? Right. It wasn't just Pierre. It was like people were like, really. Uh, you guys are really doing an emergency pod right now on Zach Zenner? Yes, yes. This is exactly what you're doing. Are you going to click the link? Are you going to listen? Tune in. <laughs> We're going to do the same thing with Don Mubak for the Tigers, too. Oh, yeah. Expect an emergency pod if Don Mubak does any any move. Retires, leaves the team, anything. Yes, expect an emergency pod. I, t- for- I told Malcolm um, I, would, I would attend his uh, tribute video that they would have a Ford Field for <laughs> <laughs> All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Let's all get right. back. back. You got Richie Grant at 72. Who do you get at 101, Malcolm? All right. So this guy is the guy who I have next is my guy. And I know a lot of people are not going to agree with this pick because his he has a little bit of an injury bug. But I think at 101, if he does reach his potential, I think he could be the steal of the draft. Okay. I'm listening. I think I know who it is. He has a little bit of injury bug. Is this Cisco? And no, this is a guy before, before I'll say beginning last year, he was getting round one bug. Oh, Dylan Moses. You are goddamn right. <laughs> Linebacker Dylan Moses. Oh. He's a guy, I'm telling you, he's a guy that he has a little bit of injury bug and he just had surgery in February. He played all year with the, a, a torn M- MCL. He played all year with that. He just got, just got surgery in February. He's coming back. He'll be fresh and ready to go. You know, during preseason, he'll be he'll be he'll be ready to go, but he's a guy that if you get him at one on one, and if he could if he could if he could stay alive, he's a guy that he, he, he could be still a draft, and I think he'll be a phenomenal pick and a safe pick at one on one. And you know, like I said, if he could just play to his potential, he could be a guy to come in right away, and he could plug him at a linebacker and play be our linebacker for many years from to to come. 
Yeah, Mo- Mo- Moses scares me, man. I mean, those injuries, obviously. I mean, he just wasn't the same player last year, obviously, at Bama. I mean, you're right. In 2019, if if he didn't get hurt and he would enter the last year's draft, oh, definitely first-round pick. And probably, like, if we're talking M- NBA or NHL stands, either, like, he's a lottery pick. Like, he's that top 15, you know? Yeah. He was gonna. He, he had all the potential, and he has all the tools to be that guy, to be a first-round talent. It's just that I don't know if the injuries have held him back because he was not that same guy this year at Alabama 2020. I mean, something was off with him, and yeah. I. And everyone's always obviously going to go to the injuries right away. It's because you know he missed half a season and got a big surgery. It's tough, but if we're going boom or bust, that's boom or bust. I don't mm, think like you said safe bust. pick. I think that's boom or bust. Like he's going to be really good. Or he's going to be really bad and just never succeeds in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at him like either he's going to have an injury type, injury type career, or he gets past his injuries and just becomes a hell of a football player. And yeah, but with the production last year, the dude was playing with a torn MCL the whole year. They say they said that he tore it. He tore it week three, and just kept playing. That Boy, is, he couldn't. He couldn't afford to miss any more time. I mean, if he missed more time, he would have. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but yeah. I mean, even with it, he didn't have he didn't have the year of his standard, but he still had a okay type season with a torn MCL. Which yeah, is, I think, yeah, I, th- I think people say it was a bad year just because what we expect and what we've seen out of Moses yeah. before. So it was a bad year on his standards. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like it, he he wasn't like awful, but no. to his standards, was he? You know who he was? No, he didn't play to the standard, but. Dude played with a torn MCL the whole year. That's crazy. Yeah, no, he's definitely one of those guys that you have to sit on and hope he develops. And I mean, he he could be a very good player. It's just it's going to be come down to health. And it, like I said, we're not doctors. We don't know the medical report, but the injuries are definitely concerned. You know, we're it's scary. This game, yeah, it's scary. But getting him at one on one, and if he becomes who who he who he could be. I think there's a lot of upside to there. No, I mean, that's not a hard pass either because, I mean, you look at the board at that point. It's like, you know, usually at that point you're taking a guy who who you think has a high upside, right? I mean, it's not. one-on-one? It's it's basically a fourth-round pick, so. Exactly. Malcolm, I do. It's a risky pick. Very risky. It's a a boom or bust, but if, I mean, if it booms, it's a steal, right? And I think it's a good risk. It's a good risk to take that pick one-on-one. Personally, I, I wouldn't touch him, but I do like the risk you're taking. Yeah. Malcolm took a risk on two guys, Rondo Moore and Moses. Yep. Yeah, I do like the risk you're <laughs> taking because we always talk about, like, you got to take risk in the draft. You like, do. you can't always be safe. You know, Bobkin was safe always, and look where it got him. You got to be a little risky in the draft. You landed Jelani oh, yeah. Tavai. Oh, yeah, Bob Quinn just def- draft the system fits. Like, he didn't really draft just good players, you know? Like, that was his problem was just, you Maybe know. you took risk. Yeah, they yeah. were at the best risk though. So, so. all right. I also went linebacker, not at pick one one. I was actually considering Dylan Moses, but I already picked a linebacker. So I'm like, I'm not going to double dip. Even though we could double dip at linebacker, I just really like the guy I picked at one one. But uh, first of all, at 72, I took Chas Surratt, and this is a guy the Lions would have never touched in the Bob Quinn and Patricia era. He's like 227. Um, he, he must be fast. Yeah, he's fast. I mean, he's got good speed. I mean, he's, he's a tackling machine. I mean, he was really good at the senior bowl as well. I really liked him. Um, to say. Yeah, this is a guy that's going to be your traditional 4-3 outside linebacker. He's going to get a bunch of tackles. 
That's what I need. I mean, I pick 72. He's an immediate starter in this in this team right away. So getting him at 72, I'm, I'm I want guys who are going to play for me right away and guys who are going to impact the team right away. Especially when we get around those, you know, that stage. I want guys I think have a really good shot of playing. With this line's linebacking core, it's not very strong right now, obviously. So, now uh, getting Chester Rod, tackling machine at seventy-two, all down for. It. I believe he was the ACC tackling, uh, had the most tackles in the ACC. So, um, there's that about Chester Rod. So, uh, really excited to get him there at seventy-two. I think he's another one of those guys who could be a riser in this draft. It wouldn't shock me with his speed and you know what people look in you know today's NFL. I think he's he can improve in his coverage game as well. Um, he's gotten better, you know. As games gone on, I think something he can definitely improve on at the NFL level. But so Chester yeah. Rodgers, me too. I love it, bro. Um, yeah. I was debating between him and Warner, and I like both players. Honestly, to me, they're like very similar players. Yeah. So I'd love that pick. I feel like it's kind of a steal at seventy-two. Same with the guy I took. So I like it. Yeah. All right, at pick one hundred one, you guys know I'm not going to go no offensive lineman at all. Like I have to take an offensive lineman. It's just it's in my blood. I always take an offensive lineman within day one or day two. I you take the same it. guy? No, I didn't take the same guy. But oh. I, I did take an offensive lineman. I went in the interior wise. I went Ben Cleveland from Georgia. Ben Cleveland is one of those guys that I think he could be a really good guard. He's kind of like your Jonah Jackson. You know, he's not a guy yeah. that really like is a sexy name, but he's a guy that it's going to be a a guy who could start for you all the time. You know, he's he's a day one starter, and I think a guy that could be on your team for the next. Five to ten years. I mean, that's that's what you're getting with Ben Cleveland. You look at the line guard situation. Obviously, you got Frank at center, who you'll probably lock up in this offseason, or I mean, the next offseason, or even maybe throughout the season. Um, and then you got Jonah, who you drafted last year, who's going to be you know a nice stable guard either the left or right side. I think after that, you don't really got anybody right now. You're going to probably stick out Big V there. Don't think that's a long term answer with his salary. So getting Ben Cleveland here. And, let, and just assuming maybe Logan Stenberg doesn't work out and just because maybe that's just not their guy. Um, I went with Ben Cleveland. I think he makes a lot of sense. Just, you know, I, I, he's really good, man. I think he, he could be a starter for a long time. And he reminds me a lot of Jonah Jackson. You know, he's not sexy, but he does everything right. You know, he's a good run blocker, good pass blocker, but he's not great at either department. He's just really solid at both. And he was at Georgia. Obviously, has connections with DeAndre Swift. So, you know, DeAndre Swift had some good running calls, obviously, when he was there with him. So, um, I, I like this big man. I pick 101, getting a starter again. So I got Ben Cleveland here at 101. I like this pick a lot. The reason why he's 6'6", 343. He ran a 505. That's, that's really fast. That's good for, for that his size. size. He's an athletic dude. Um, His rasp was a 963, right? So he's a super athletic dude, and he's a guy who could come in and play guard right away. I love, I love it. So there we go. That, so let's get yeah. a quick... Let's get a quick recap in here with our first four picks, and then maybe we get a little rebuttal because I don't think we will get into a Jared Goff discussion this time. <laughs> but uh, no, 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 let's not do that this time. No, not this episode. But uh, Pierre, what's your quick four three round mock draft? Sorry, uh, Trey Lance. Obviously, I know some of you guys will hate it. Some of you guys will love it. Elijah Moore was next, and then we went with Pete Warner, and then a tackle and Brady Christensen. All right, Malcolm, what do you got here? All right, so I went round one. I went Penny Sewell, round two. I went with Rondo Moore, round three. I went Richie Grant, the safety. And also round three again, I just went back linebacker, and I got uh, Dylan Moses. Um, you, know, you know what's crazy? If you said this draft, like before the college football season, 
Dylan Moses, Rondell Moore, and Penny Sewell, and all in the one draft. That would be A plus. Day one, day two, automatic <laughs> A plus. And then see automatic. what done. I mean, oh, that's Oh, man. That, that is, is crazy. But, I mean, I think Detroit Lions are in a really good situation right now. I think if they hit at least four of these guys, like these top four picks, I think we could get four starters. Yeah, Dude, no. you could even like. I mean, the Rams have done a good job finding starters in the fourth, fifth, sixth round. Like last exactly. year, they took Jordan Fuller in the sixth round. The guy had a great year last year. So I mean, what was it fifth round? I forgot what it was. But uh, yeah, man, I think Detroit's in a great situation right now. Yeah, I, I wanted a safety, but I didn't want to reach for one. So, and plus, I don't want to like do the same mock I did last time. Take Andre Cisco. I want to change it up a little. So I took different players this time. No, it's, it's good to switch it up. It's good to get yeah. switch it up and give everybody different perspectives on what's going on. Right. And um, Tyler, uh, do you want to say your recap real fast? Yeah, real quick. I got Kyle Pitts at pick seven. Like I said, wasn't really necessarily the sexy pick, but yes, the hell it is. What the hell? That I mean, is sexy as hell. Sexy in my standards because I like offensive linemen. That is sexy, <laughs> and we Lions fans will enjoy Kyle Pitts in Detroit for a very long time. Yeah. Yeah. All right. At pick forty-one, I think this was sexy. I got Gregory Russo, who's I think maybe my favorite edge rusher in this class. Like I said, I got him at forty-one, so I love that one a lot. At pick seventy-two, got linebacker Chester Rot from UNC. Really like that one, and then Ben Cleveland at one hundred one. So again, I mean. All guys, I think, it will start right away for this team. Yeah. I, I think all of us, too, we all took a receiver and we all took a linebacker. I just didn't take a safety, but you guys took a safety. We, all, Me and Tyler took an offensive lineman. Um, I, Malcolm I didn't. Of course, I'm taking pace or wrong one. Oh, my bad. I'm tripping. I'm tripping. You took the so, best yeah. offensive lineman. So we all took an offensive <laughs> lineman, we all took a linebacker, and we all took a wide receiver. I well, think I took a tight end, a, but, yeah, Kyle Pitts is, yeah. He's a I Kyle think. Pitts. <laughs> Bro, he's, oh, basically man. Like, yeah. he's basically like a receiver. Kyle though. Pitts. He's an offensive weapon. He's an offensive weapon. <laughs> we all like, I mean, I think we all know the needs of this team. I liked it. It was pretty good. Yeah. No, and I, like I said, I want to bring different perspectives. And if this was me, oh, I'm taking Rashawn Slater here. If, it, if that was the board, how it was, I'm taking Rashawn Slater. <laughs> yeah, I probably would have taken Cisco over Christensen, but I want to change it up a little. Yeah. Right, I'm guys. taking Penny Sewell. I'm taking Penny Sewell over anybody. If he's oh, there. I'm taking Penny Sewell over anyone unless it's Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> yeah, I'm taking him over anybody if he's You're there. You're taking Tyler. So you said you love Trey Lance. If Trey Lance and Sewell are there, Sewell. Oh, that's Sewell. interesting. No, I love so offensive linemen. This is a guy, you man. He's gonna be a staple for your offensive line for many, 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 many. And years. I don't see a miss either. Like Trey Lance could be a miss. I don't think he'll be a miss, but he could be a miss. I don't think Penny Sewell's a miss. I would be he, shocked. There's a lot of guys. There's like there's been some questions. I'm not saying it was me who said it, but there's some people who are concerned with like how young and immature, immature. I don't know if he necessarily is. Penny Sewell is. I've read about that. I don't know. Like again, like you know, I feel like teams like put out a lot of bullshit out there just so a guy could fall or to confuse the media or like so other people don't know their intention. You know, there was a former scout the other day. He tweeted out that he lied so many times. During draft season, like he joked about it, he had to go to confession after the draft or something. <laughs> like, damn, <laughs> I forgot who it was. I saw a tweet about that. I was like, damn. I mean, that's but, the whole uh, point. You gotta, you gotta spew some bullshit to the media and throw it every scenario. Yeah, let I mean, the rumors look, come. Remember Miami Please. last year? Miami threw out every single scenario they could have done at pick number five. 
Very smart. Detroit should have done that, but no one believed Detroit because they told everyone they were taking a coup and everyone knew it. Yeah, it was either a coup or Derek Brown. They knew it. No, everyone in everyone's grandmother, you know, minds knew they weren't taking Tua. The senior bowl, the word was uh, Okuda, and then like everyone kind of just knew it. Like everyone knew it was going to be a defensive player, though. You know, on draft night, they they flipped it real quick. They flipped the switch and they said they were going to draft Derek Brown. No, oh, I said, didn't did you it? Tyler did. Tyler was scared. I saw was Tyler I? shaking. They said, "Oh, they said Patricia like Derek Brown, but Bob Quinn liked Jeff Okuda." I don't know. I don't oh know if that's God. true. We will, we will never know. And it seems like um, assuming we'll never talk to Bob Quinn or Matt Patricia. Which how about how about how about we do this? How about we just never talk about these two guys ever again in this pod? No, we probably will. We it's have to. Gonna, yeah, it's gonna come up eventually. <laughs> like when they release Tavai, we'll be like, "That's the guy they wanted. He's out." Yeah, yeah. it's gonna it's gonna happen a couple times. <laughs> I don't know. I was just like for some reason, like just hearing their names, just it just brings me. down your energy. Yeah, man, it bothers me. It bothers me so much. Yeah. Well, all right, guys. Hope you guys all enjoyed this episode of the Pride Podcast. It was a fun one. And like we said, we plan to have some positional breakdowns of more guys in this draft. So maybe some things outside of pick seven, some trade back scenarios of some guys that make sense, uh, you know, depending on who they trade back with. So our plan is to break down a lot more prospects in these next upcoming weeks following up to the draft. We got about like, three more weeks till the draft. So. We got to pump up some more draft content until then. Well, with that being said, I'm out, guys. Hope you guys all enjoyed. Peace. All right, guys. I hope you're all staying safe and enjoying this weather, too. It's real nice out. And I'm out. Peace. All right, y'all. It's your boy Malcolm, and I'm out. Peace. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.